Sky Talkers is a member of the Star Wars Escape Pods Network. Explore more great content and get to know our sister shows at WeAreEscapePods.com and on Twitter at WeAreEscapePods. The Star Wars Escape Pods Network, promoting positivity in fandom. You've seen it retweeted, you've seen it memed. Now hear the voice behind the angst of emo Kylo Ren with our exclusive interview with Alexandra Petri. Welcome to Sky Talkers. Here are your hosts, Charlotte and Caitlin. Hello, and welcome to Sky Talkers. I'm your host, Charlotte. Hey, everyone. I am your other host, Caitlin, and O-M-F-G. I'm so excited. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) If you heard in our prologue, we are interviewing the creator of the Emo Kylo Ren Twitter account, Alexandra Petri. Oh, my God. We're really, really excited. We, like... We'd wanted to do this for a while. We were trying to figure out how it was. It seemed like a mystery, and we figured it out, and we're so excited to have her on the show today. We um, cracked the code. We sent a couple <laughs> emails. The master code breaker. The master, the, master, <laughs> the red blonde boom. <laughs> um, yeah, and obviously you guys know we are huge Kylo Ren fans, so to talk with emo Kylo Ren himself, herself. herself. <laughs> Is just so exciting. And you guys are going to love her. If you haven't, uh, if you don't follow Alexandra yet, or you haven't really heard her talk about the accounts um, or any of her other work, you guys are going to love her. She's hilarious. She loves Star Wars all around a good time. Mm-hmm, definitely. And just a forewarning, our usual episodes are three parts. This one is just one part because our interview with Alexandra is just special enough to warrant its own part. Um, um, special episode. Yeah. <laughs> but just to catch up for a little bit beforehand, before we jump right in, Caitlin, how are you doing? What are you thinking about The Last Jedi these days? What are your thoughts? The thing is, I'm still thinking about The Last Jedi these days. <laughs> um, I just saw The Last Jedi again last night. Um, I don't know if this will be my last time to see it in theaters. It might be, though, which is kind of crazy to think about. Um, but I saw it with a Star Wars virgin, <laughs> which <laughs> is insane. <laughs> um, but it was really fun. And I asked him how he felt about the movie afterwards. And he said, yeah, it was pretty good. I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> I love casual reactions about movies that we think are like huge pivotal points in our entire life. <laughs> I, I, I was like, but like, what did you think? It was like, yeah, it was pretty good. And me, I'm like, did you did you understand what was going on? What were you confused? What's happening? And he was like, I mean, I like know about Star Wars, so it was good. It was good. I feel like <laughs> we just forget that we're so steeped within the lore of Star Wars sometimes, mm-hmm. and like the theories and everything. We forget that, like again, and we do talk about this. It's not like we're ignorant of it. That Star Wars is like part of our cultural subconscious. So it's like, of course, people know that. Um, Darth Vader's Luke's father, that Kylo Ren killed his father, blah, 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 right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it it's, funny, it's so interesting, though. It was funny because we were walking out of the theater and there was a solo poster. And there's a group of us in the, the Star Wars Virgin. He goes, what do you think that's about? <laughs> <laughs> we were 
<laughs> we were all like uh han solo and he but he said and this is i think this is really interesting he goes yeah but is it han solo or ben solo and i was like "Ooh, mic drop it could be about ben solo <laughs> it's not though it's not but, like, but i was like that's hmm i'm into I that do, i do think solo is going to inform a lot about ben solo but i yeah. think that um I think it's funny, though, that that question would even be asked, given that, like, Solo is maybe the movie that we've known the most about in terms of plot, right? (laughs) Or, like, we can just guess. (laughs) It's just, yeah, it's just funny, because I'm like, yeah, it could be about Ben Solo, because Ben Solo's still a person! And, (laughs) like, even though I know it's not, but it was, I was like, you, a Star Wars virgin, picked up on the fact that Ben Solo is still alive inside Kylo Ren's heart, buried deep below, (laughs) And that made me happy. But it it was funny because we all just looked at him like, what? (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Yes. But uh, how are you? How are you? How how are things? I'm good. I think I'll probably go see Star Wars like one more time Mm -hmm. um, in the theaters. I don't know how long it's going to last in the theater, though. That's the thing. Like people are reporting about it not being in their theater next week. And maybe I'll go see it this weekend in case that happens here in Boston. Yeah. And, like, that's crazy because I, you and I were still seeing The Force Awakens until March. Like, I literally were? I don't remember yeah. that. I have a stub that I just found, like, a couple weeks ago from March. And I know you're with me. Like, I mean, I, mean, I know I yeah. was, too. Uh, and, it was, and it's like we were just continuing. Like, it was something that we would do on the weekends. Like, you know? And it's it's just weird. I, I it's weird. weird. It's See, been out for a month. So like, fast. I would have expected it like mid to end of February to leave me theaters. Too. Me too. So who are, it's who just, are these sources? Are they reliable? <laughs> I mean, I just seen it on Twitter. It's kind of There's, reliable, but like maybe maybe the, <laughs> maybe the theaters just haven't posted their dates or their times or anything. But I did yeah. notice like my theater now used to have it in RPX, and the week I saw it in RPX was actually the last week they offered it there, which is really bizarre to me and like even the big theater in boston doesn't show an imax anymore like they've moved on to something else um well yeah you've got to move you've got to move it out of the big theaters for yeah the other movies that are just coming out i mean i was when we saw it yesterday it was um a snow day in georgia which means that everything was shut down (laughs) and uh, there were about 15 people in the theater on a wednesday night on a day where like most georgians don't step out of the front door so yeah still going strong (laughs) it is still going strong i mean i haven't been to a theater that wasn't completely full Mm -hmm. um yeah i mean i do live in a big city but you know Mm -hmm. um it's uh, – I'll probably see it one more time, maybe two more times because um, I have the movie pass. I can go whenever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But let, let's jump into our interview with Alexandra. And uh, I know everyone wants to hear about that. So yes. – um, So part that- one, Alexandra <laughs> with Kylo Ren. Actually, oh, my God. It's like this – it's like every part now is about Kylo Ren. Great. All right. Part one, Kylo Ren. Part two, emo <laughs> Kylo Ren. Part three, redeemed Kylo Ren. Into that. <laughs> it's funny. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. It's really just one part, though, guys. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So without further ado, let's get started. Show me again the power of the darkness. And I will let nothing stand in our way. Show me. Grandfather. And I will finish what you started. 
So today on Sky Talkers, we are so excited to have Alexandra Petri, a columnist for the Washington Post and the creator behind the extremely popular Twitter account, Emo Kylo Ren. Right now, Kylo Ren, um, that's Kylo Ren with an E, the E is a three, <laughs> has 912,000 followers. And we are so pleased to have Alexandra on the show to discuss her fandom and her creative decisions behind such a hilarious account. So welcome to Sky Talkers, Alexandra. Oh, thank you for having me. Yay. We are so excited to have you on the show. Um, our listeners know that we are huge Kylo Ren fans. And so to be able to talk to you is like, we're giddy. We're so excited. <laughs> <laughs> I wish this were a video call because like, if you could see the setting from which I'm doing this, I'm like sitting in my bedroom on my Star Wars sheets with my like plush Kylo Ren just slightly to my left, like underneath a framed picture of C-3PO. <laughs> oh like, my God. I love this. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> Our fandom. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I need a plush Kylo Ren. I actually don't have one and now I'm jealous. Where'd you so. get that? I, yeah. My aunt gave him to me for Christmas because, she, like, she had to sit there all of the holiday season of 2015, like, watching me, like, craft these tweets. And she didn't know what Kylo Ren was. She thought his name <laughs> was Emo Kilo for a very long time. <laughs> oh, my gosh. She's like, I, I think I got you this thing that you are, <laughs> but I could be wrong. That's oh, my amazing. gosh. Is it, is it like, a, a cutesy Kylo Ren, realistic Kylo Like, how plush it's is like, plush Kylo Ren? So... <laughs> this is embarrassing, uh, but you're welcome, Disney. I have two of them. <laughs> One of them is like pocket size and it says four phrases. <laughs> oh Hang gosh. on. I, let me show and tell this. But uh, it says, I'm immune to the light. <laughs> and uh, like, don't be afraid. I feel it too. <laughs> and it's, it's just the most emo thing possible. But it's kind of cute because its head is much larger than the rest of its body. Yes, yes. That's what, that's what I was getting at. <laughs> How big is the head? <laughs> and the lightsaber is tiny. <laughs> yes. Anyway, so th that's his vocabulary. Don't fight it. <laughs> Perfect. I think we both need one, Caitlin. I know. I know. We really do. I, I need a lot more. Ky For as much as I love Kylo Ren, I need more Kylo Ren merchandise in my life. That's a 2018 it goal. I know. <laughs> You've inspired me, Alexandra. Oh, good. <laughs> No, I feel like the real Kylo Ren thing to do is have a lot of Darth Vader merchandise in your life, though. So I feel like either way, you're probably good. That's true. <laughs> so true. That's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> so I just kind of want to know, from the get-go, when you first saw Kylo Ren on screen in 2015, did you know that you just had to create a Twitter account about this character? It was one of those things where I was amazed that nobody else had gotten there immediately, because I walked out of the theater and I thought, oh my god, this is a ridiculous who is this ridiculous man? Why isn't everyone on the internet making jokes about him? And then like a week passed and no one was. And I saw it again. And I was like, I have so many jokes and I need a joke repository. And because it was this very specific character. And I feel like all of the marketing leading up to the movie, like where like Ray wasn't included in all of the packages. And also Kylo was everywhere. And he was supposed to be like looking kind of threatening. And you walk it through the target you know, aisle and there'd be this menacing figure. And then you actually see him on screen and he's just this sad Darth Vader fanboy. And I'm like, where's the memes? Give me memes. And so I decided I would be the meme that I wanted to see in the world. Yes. <laughs> be the meme you want to see in the world. That is an inspirational oh quote. <laughs> That's so funny. But pl plus uh, I've been like a giant Star Wars fan for like my pretty much most of my sentient life. Yeah. So, yeah, so let's start, I, let's start there. Like, when did you first see Star Wars and everything? What was your... When did you first love Star Wars? 
which a I like love that this is a conversation that people have. I once I, I was like trying to interview someone. They're like, you know, no, it's never interesting to anyone how I came to Star Wars. I'm like, false. It is the most interesting, interesting thing possible. It's so interesting. Everyone has a different story. Yeah, it's a multi generational modern day myth. Yeah, no. <laughs> retweet. <laughs> I came to it because my dad was a big fan, and when the in like '97, when this like they were re releasing it in theaters, we went and we saw it, and it was just mind blowingly cool. And I, I spent like that whole year. I got like a Darth Vader beach towel, and I was like carrying it around with me, like excitement. And it was funny because like also we because they were releasing it in theaters. I think the original, like A New Hope was out but then you had to sort of wait to see what happened with the other ones and I'm like oh my god are they gonna make it like what's gonna happen with these characters that I've come to care about but then I got like the gold box of the VHS's and I watched them so often they broke my mom my parents actually like we had a deal where I wasn't we weren't allowed going to buy a VCR for the house unless I signed a contract with them agreeing not to watch Star Wars more than 13 times per year like in a row Oh my gosh. This is my favorite story ever. (laughs) But I was very into it. Um, To like a comical extent. uh, At the door of my bedroom, I had this uh, six foot tall cardboard Darth Vader standee, which in retrospect does explain like my dating success in high school. (laughs) (laughs) Lack thereof. But... Oh, I love it. I had a I had a cardboard cutout of Anakin Skywalker when I was in yes. middle school. And have yeah, I still card- I still have him. <laughs> but I don't have him with me. I live in Boston now and I don't he's not with me, but <laughs> I still have still him. Alive. He's still alive. So cardboard yeah. cutouts forever. <laughs> Wait, like which manifestation of Anakin are we talking We're full talking, evil, like Padawan? Um, Revenge of the Sith. Maybe not full evil, but black like jedi big. garb yes yeah <laughs> yeah it's definitely i feel like it's it's definitely past the death of mace windu anakin skywalker mm. <laughs> yeah that's kind of but not like not in the suit obviously we're not there yeah. yet you got to see hayden's face oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's the point no you got to <laughs> so what's your favorite star wars movie i mean empire strikes back i think right um same that's my favorite as well yes well it's not my favorite but return of the jedi is my favorite but that's the yeah. thing. It's like, I love all of Star Wars. So to say it's not my favorite makes it sound like I don't like it. But I love it. <laughs> I love all of it. <laughs> no, yeah. I feel like Return of the Jedi doesn't get enough credit for, like, ending the trilogy so well that everyone's like, well, we can just say that Empire is our favorite because, like, we know that there's a happy ending coming and we know that everything gets resolved nicely. Totally. Yeah, that's a good point. If we were only left with Empire Strikes Back, people would probably be really not happy about how that movie ended. Yeah, we'd be like it was just one long chase sequence. What was up with that? Yeah, I mean, it's you can kind of say the same thing about the Last Jedi. Like people are so divisive right now about the movie and in fan circles, and it's like you wonder what it's going to feel like or what the conversation's going to be like after Episode Nine comes out, and you have this full piece of the sequel trilogy. I know. I, I feel like it will change its meaning depending on where they go next, and which is both exciting and terrifying. Yeah, and I, I yeah. love that. I, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm with you there. <laughs> yeah. I think we're all on the same page on that one. <laughs> it's uh, There's a lot that could happen. Um, but I guess kind of going back to Kylo Ren's character, what exactly 
is it about him that makes you want to be the meme you wish to see in the world? Um, is it that you like have a genuine understanding of the character that you feel that you have a genuine understanding of the character or you just love to have fun with him in his emo state on Twitter? I hope it's a little bit of both. I think I, I certainly feel very sort of protective of and affectionate towards him. I think maybe more than like if you were just interacting with him in the actual world of the movies, you would want to feel um, because he keeps breaking all of the equipment and people around him. And that's not ideal. <laughs> the but, equipment too. <laughs> I mean, the equipment, you got to be concerned for the equipment. But I think it, it was funny because this movie, like The Last Jedi, Snoke gives him this whole speech where he's sitting there being like, you're not Darth Vader, you're just a child in a mask. And I'm like, oh good, so they were doing all of this on purpose, I guess. But I still think, like, part of what I love about him is how embedded he is in the Star Wars we already know. So, like, just, like, who his parents are and who trained him and everything. So there are all these, like, little sort of robot chicken sort of back corner Star Wars jokes that are just sitting there waiting to be made. You think, like, growing up in this house, what was it like, you know? Yeah, that's I'm so, so glad you mentioned Robot Chicken. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah. We, we love to, Robot Chicken. Yeah, we used to love the Robot Chicken Star Wars ones, and I do wonder what they would do with the sequel trilogy now that that's out. But I don't think they'll ever touch the Star Wars saga again. Um, I know, really but like, I want to know about the like architect people. My Me favorite, <laughs> my favorite <laughs> joke that somebody made during uh, I think this was the first time I saw Last Jedi was during that sequence when the Porgs are trying to make Chewbacca feel bad about having eaten one of them, my friend turns to me and goes, that guy, that Porg had a college fund. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just want to see the Porg with the college fund. Oh my yes. gosh. That would, that would go viral. It would be so good. It would be so <laughs> funny. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> so we have to ask too, where exactly do you see Kylo's character going in episode nine? What do you hope for his character moving forward? Oh man, I don't know. Part of me thinks he's getting a redemption arc, which I'm like, does he deserve a redemption arc? But on the other hand, like I, I'm excited that of all the characters you would think, man, I wonder if this guy is going to be an integral part of the saga. After this one, you're like, no, this is almost becoming more about him than we even realized it was going in. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think no matter what happens, because he's like in charge of the galaxy now. He's right. running this large organization that is has a very strong aesthetic and bad morality. Um, but he's so, yeah, I, I don't know. Because on the one hand, is there a path like that he can go through himself where he figures out how to become a better person? Which does make me sort of worry about like, uh, if... I read somewhere where they're like, oh, the first one's going to be Han Solo-centric, and the next one will be Luke-centric, and the third one will be Leia-centric. And it's like, uh-oh. Uh, I know. What are we going to do mm -hmm. about that from a storytelling perspective, uh, let alone from like a perspective of having to live in the world without Carrie Fisher, which is daily sort of a source of devastation? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We kind of see Kylo going on a redemption path as well. Um, it's just like, the way that they've set it up. It's like, all right, yeah. I guess this is happening. Um, and, uh, we kind of talk about that a lot on our show, but yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely a thing. And I think that you brought up something interesting about how it's like, or he has to wrestle with it himself. And it's like in, in episode nine, somehow they're going to do that. I suppose, um, Kylo Ren's going to have to deal with somehow trying to become a better person, but it is all about himself really. And 
him dealing with that. Um, I don't know. What am I saying? Yeah. 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 Exactly. It's interesting because what what you said, Alexandra, about Kylo really becoming so much more a central character in this saga than I think any of us anticipated. Um, And he like he's the big question mark um, going into episode nine. Uh, You know, like with Rey, we we know she's not going to go to the dark side now. And if she does, she's more than likely going to turn back to the light side if they even went down that path. And everyone is kind of set where they're supposed to go now, except for Kylo. Um, He's the big what if. And that's that's really exciting for the character, I think, and for episode nine. Yeah, no, and I totally agree. And I think, like, it was interesting watching how the whole sequence played out. Because with, like, Luke, when he gets tempted to the dark side, you see him sort of reacting to it every time. Like, him falling down the shaft on Cloud City, or him sort of escaping the Death Star and having his final moments with Darth Vader. But when Rey gets tempted to the dark side, we don't really, like, even to the extent that she's tempted at all, which is limited. It's mostly just like, oh, no, you're a Jedi, we'll kill you. As opposed to, let's make a pitch, you can really join this team. Uh, at least when Snoke's alive, and then Kylo makes the pitch and fails. Um, but you don't really see how this is affecting her at all. She just pops up. She's like, well, this is great. I'm destroying some TIE fighters and loving my life. And instead, you just see Kylo <laughs> being wrecked by it. And so suddenly, it's not about, like, what has her journey been? It's like, how is this impacting him? Which mm-hmm. I think is an interesting call. Um, and, I mean, great from a Kylo perspective. Maybe not ideal from a, like, I want to know how this bothered her as well right. perspective. Me too. And I hope that maybe they'll get into that in episode nine a little bit. Yeah, because you're totally right. She like went straight for that dark side cave and like just comes out of it like, I guess that happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, it was like a fun cave. We had a nice time. We had some questions. We got to see in the mirror that all of Banquo's descendants will be kings. We did some choreo. Like, <laughs> we had a good old time. Like, also goes into the dark side cave. I feel like why my my other side question was like I, I'm glad this this movie was very good for like revealing which fan person are you and I'm like I'm the person who still kind of does want to know who Snoke was and I hate that about myself but I guess <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I'm like leaving the theater and be like excuse me I'm not sure Force Lightning works that way and furthermore Snoke and so I'm just sitting at a weird lunch table now um, but I. Do wonder if you're Snoke, why not make the pitch to Ray? But right, like, that's actually so true. I, I've never actually thought about that. You know, I, I don't think I have either. I, why I, someday we'll get some elaborate backstory of Snoke, and you'll be very satisfied, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll be deeply satisfied. I just, <laughs> it's just like, oh, he came from. They have just a repository of old men in bathrobes who <laughs> like that's great. That's all I need. They just all sit on a planet together, and when when Emperor dies, they call up the next guy, and it's like a bingo based process or something. Yeah, it's just like the lottery. <laughs> and when your number gets called, it's your turn to run the galaxy. Yeah, How you choose to do it is up to you. <laughs> exactly, your mission. Should you choose to accept it. And they all accept it until they all die. That's the thing. None of them know how the emperor before them died. They just yeah. think that he died in old age and wasn't killed by a lightsaber or being thrown down a, a bottomless shaft. <laughs> getting yeah, so no, elaborate. <laughs> it's not a great ratio for surviving. It's but... really not. <laughs> no, but I do like, like, what a cre- creepy dude to have involved in your life at a young age. Like, much as I'm like, oh, no, Kylo, like, needs to come to salvation on his own. Like, he hasn't had the best deal ever. No. Yeah. I know he's, you know, he's he's made his own choices, but he's also like, I know everyone's like, oh, just just giving someone a rough childhood doesn't mean that like they're a nuanced character. But I'm like, he's had a very specific 
rough childhood. Oh, for yeah. sure. We're, we're totally yeah. on the same page here. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 That's, the, that's the thing with The Last Jedi. It creates so much, so many layers to the character. It's like, yes, he made his own choices, but, you know, look at where he came from. I mean, if you woke up to see your uncle about to murder you in cold blood, and then also you've had this, like, snake whispering in your ear for the past, you know, forever uh that's gonna affect like, you whether forever. or not <laughs> yeah. you like it, um regardless no, of your choices <laughs> exactly and i feel like the whole like exactly exactly matt the radar technician voice um. <laughs> <laughs> matt the radar has been the gift that has kept on giving ever since the last jedi came out like when we the whole quote he saw when no one else knew that <laughs> yes. and had an eight pack <laughs> it was Ray. It was Ray who saw the apex. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> and when then Kylo Ren was shredded. He believed. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen this this video, which I'm sh- I know Charlotte has seen, and I'm sure you've probably seen Alexandra, where it's um, Kylo R- or Matt, the radar technician, talking about if he got a divorce, and then it just does flashbacks to Ray shutting the door on him and plays "Unbreak My Heart" over <laughs> it. It's hilarious. And you're like, that's amazing. They knew, they knew what was coming down the line. <laughs> no, and it's so funny watching all like the cast member interviews where they're like, "What's Kylo's theme song?" And it's like, "Unbreak My Heart," or like Mark Hamill being like, "My naughty nephew." nephew. <laughs> yes. It's like, what are they doing? What are they going for here? What's happening? Yeah. So in the same vein, how do you feel about the Ray and Kylo dynamic? I feel like if Ray, if I were at brunch with Ray, I would advise her strongly against it. Um, right. But just because, you know, she she can do better. She can find someone who supports her and thinks that she is somebody. Oh, totally. Um, mm-hmm. like, but it also, it's funny because everyone's like, you know, th- this isn't ideal. But it's also, this is was all of gothic literature for hundreds of years. It's That's like, the oh, thing, right? Yeah. yeah. And a brooding past. It doesn't matter that he's got a wife in his attic. I love him. And <laughs> it's like, reader, I married him. Reader, I guess I will fix him now that we've gone through this whole process and I'm stuck here. Um, but not to like shade the Brontes because I love me some Brontes. But so as, as a consequence, everyone's like, how dare people ship this? And it's like, because hundreds of years of literature have been telling us that this is like romantic. Right. So, um, <laughs> yeah, Kylo ships it. <laughs> Kylo totally ships it. Kylo clearly <laughs> ships it. Yeah. <laughs> this whole thing where it's like that moment in the forest, like you've got your look in your eyes from the forest. It's like, you, have you ever seen the old Greg sketch? Yes. Where you're like, yes. Oh hold me up with your strong arms. Like, I... Whenever I hear that line, I hear him being like, that look in your eyes from the forest. That was our first date. And <laughs> anyway, full old Greg, Kylo. That's God, the relationship everyone should want. Old Greg, but Kylo Ren's body. Wow. <laughs> I love it. Wow, I haven't thought about old Greg in years. <laughs> I'm old Greg! <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. But yeah, it, it is so weird. It's such a fine line with Ray and Kylo about like how you should feel about it. And a lot of people do have very definitive reactions to it. And, you know, that's their prerogative, but it is weird when you kind of come in the middle of like, especially, you know, speaking for myself here, having a lot of attachment to the character of Kylo Ren and Ben Solo and wanting him to be happy in the end. And it's like, Kylo ships it. I think I could ship it too. Cause I want him to be happy. And I, I want this happy ending for him. Yeah. Like I, 
I think like Ray and Ben Solo could maybe get together. I don't want anyone getting together with Kylo Ren because Kylo's a, oh, a, totally. a nightmare person. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. We yeah, fully, yeah, we're fully exactly. in agreement. Yeah. But then it's also like, how do you like prove that you've gotten back to this other thing, which I would love to like see just because I think that's what's been so cool about Finn is he's gotten like, he starts off on the wrong side and it's like, how do you prove that you're like a good guy who's with, like the team like how do people learn how to trust you and like <laughs> like imagine if Darth Vader had gotten redeemed at the end of Return of the Jedi and just had like come and hung out with the rebellion like <laughs> yeah. I can't I can't even so picture awkward. that like in Endor like Darth Vader just rolls up in the celebration <laughs> him and yeah. Luke it's like, like it's fine it's fine my son and Luke's like see there was good in him and everyone's like Luke why are you with that man um but yeah 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 that's it and that's what's so exciting though because they get to answer hopefully they get to answer those questions and like continue the story about like what comes next after redemption if not death um yeah. which and i feel I like it's probably really- going to be death which is like the boring answer yeah. like i'm worried this is going to go full outcast of redwall not to be like here's a very specific reference that i somehow think makes sense <laughs> but if anyone read the outcast of redwall that's my prediction okay i'm gonna have to go read that now yeah yeah same <laughs> right after this no it's like a bad like i think it's an evil mouse or something he's like a bad seed for whatever reason his name is vetch i think and like he does everything wrong but then at the end he saves his mom and kind of redeems himself but it costs him his life um but it's like more than and the, the funny thing about it is i remember he, people kept giving him opportunities to be good and he keeps not taking them which i think was an interesting choice because at the time reading it i was so frustrated i'm like no you can be good now and fix yourself but then he didn't but then he ultimately sort of did anyway uh, I should reread it because maybe who who knows if yeah. Brian Jock called this. This mouse sounds like Kylo. Ren. <laughs> <laughs> also, he has eight pack, and it's it's weird that they work in that the mouse has an eight pack. Okay, I'm literally gonna read this they this weekend. <laughs> wait, the mouse. Wait, wait, wait. wait. No, I'm, I'm the kidding. mouse has an. Oh, okay. <laughs> wait a second. Back up. <laughs> he oh might be God. a bull, actually. I'm going to Google this because I don't want to mislead you about the species of this character. But let's see. An epic tale of Redwall from the master storyteller Brian Jacques. This is not the information I was looking for. Sorry. I'm derailing us. I apologize. Oh, you're fine. You're totally good. Okay. This has taken a good turn. I'm intrigued. <laughs> it is. Uh, he's got a little hat. I... This is very embarrassing because now, like looking at these pictures, I'm like, I don't, I don't know what species this character is. Based on. Um, it's not this, a mouse at all, and you just like in he's your not mind, a hawk. Not a hawk. <laughs> so now he looks more like a bird. Hang on, Swarty. Uh, he's not a hawk. I, I, we narrowed it down to definitely not a bird. Um, I will That's good. Ah. As a young adult, his true vermin nature began to show through. Oh, he's a ferret. Oh, um, okay. That makes a lot of sense, actually, like thematically. A ferret with an eight-pack. Right? Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's eventually banished from the Abbey when he attempts and fails to poison Friar Bunfold. Why would you poison Friar Bunfold? <laughs> That's what happened. He was the... Kylo was pushed out of the Jedi Temple because Snoke wanted him to kill Luke and he wouldn't initially, but then Luke peeked into his mind and that was when everything happened and that was the flashback. Yeah. This is just like Star Wars. Which I did love that flashback. I thought that was really cool how they did all of that. Me too. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. I loved it. Um, I know a lot of people haven't liked the concept of flashbacks and I know Charlotte and I talked about 
whether or not Star Wars was going to do something like a flashback, but I think it worked really well and was kind of alluding more to the trauma that Kylo has ex- Kylo experienced as a kid or Ben Solo, I guess. Yeah, because usually they just have like voices being sort of heard or even when they're telling somebody about the force, they don't usually show, show it with visuals. But this one was doing a lot of like, here's some visual storytelling to get this point across, which mm-hmm. like didn't feel that Star Warsy initially, but like as a movie, I thought it succeeded. Oh, yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, because they they are talking so much to the fandom in that moment. Like when Ray is asking, you know, like, what is it? <laughs> That's all of us are like, we've heard the spiel before from Obi-Wan and now Luke. But tell us, what is the force? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, I, you can never hear that too many times. Uh, mm-hmm. Is it a balance? Is it an energy? Does life create it and make it grow? Is it a force field that surrounds us and binds us and penetrates us? Like, who knows? But let's let's hear so what sort of creative inspirations do you kind of draw from when you're writing these Kylo Ren tweets? Well, part of it, I think, I, I draw heavily on any embarrassing thing I've ever written on LiveJournal back in the day. <laughs> during my, like, not to say emo phase, but I did own, like, Evanescence's entire discography. Mm-hmm. So um, I think just sort of, I think in an, at some point, Adam Driver said he was playing him younger than he was, mm-hmm. but I do feel like writing this, not to the extent that I'm like, oh yes, deeply pondering thoughts, but I do sort of write him as like, he's, this is a kid, he's like in high school and he still needs rides to get from one place to another from his parent or parents, <laughs> formerly parents, but now it's just parent because I think like somehow in, <laughs> in Kylo universe, like, he used to just be like, my dad is around. And after this movie, I'm like, his dad is not around. Now he's, like, courting. That's the one move that has been made character-wise. <laughs> it's like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I love it. It's so funny. And are you surprised with how popular the account has become over the past couple years? I, like, I'm always surprised and delighted. And I love how much it's not just about like me making a tweet, but about so many other people who have their own like role-playing accounts who are getting in there and like having conversations and like people are all bringing their own stuff to it, which I think is one of the neatest things about fandom. And I I love that. Like that's, it's a place where people are gathering to have a conversation. So that's really delightful to me. And like people play him music. People have made, invited him to prom. Like, like, I don't think, you know, that I'm like not, physically adam driver but <laughs> i really do appreciate your love oh my gosh what is th- really funny what did you think about that one time that adam driver asked what emo was <laughs> i loved that <laughs> okay so you've heard of it um <laughs> you've heard of it enough that you need to inquire um i love it it's so funny <laughs> it'll, it'll so never funny. not make me laugh <laughs> <laughs> I still because like Mark Hamill read very lonely Luke's tweets and I'm like come on Adam what about us but yeah. <laughs> someday I'm sure he's already yeah. met him like I bet he has I'm someone just doing them canon at this point no uh, <laughs> they basically someone, some reporter somewhere or some cat like John Boyega has probably shown Adam Driver emo Kylo Ren in the tweets <laughs> I, and Ryan Johnson liked one of them which Ooh. was life changing it was one of the ones about like I de- my girlfriend is definitely real. Like, I know she's in a cave. Um, oh, yes. Yeah, okay, yes. no. I'm so, pretty sure on Tumblr people were talking about that. Th- this is information we have now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but then he started following actual me on Twitter, and I'm just terrified to tweet anything because I'm like, he's going to see that I've made 18 jokes about Inspector Javert in the past 10 minutes, <laughs> and he won't follow me anymore. But I'm sure he loves it. Ryan's stop. such a cool guy. 
Yeah, he's he's so like he's a nerd fan, and I love it. Like he just he he's everyone's best friend. And he seems to like crossword puzzles, so that that seems good. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you have a favorite tweet from emo Kylo Ren? Oh man, this is this is tough. Let me let me let me ponder. Um, one of my favorite sort of early ones was when he was like looking at Darth Vader's helmet, being like heritage, not hate. Um, <laughs> but that was sort of. Oh, I mean, I, I do love the one where he's like standing underneath your window with a boombox playing the Imperial March. Because <laughs> that turned out to work even better than we realized. Uh, that one came back around. Because there's sort of like the sympathetic ones where he's like, you're hearing his internal monologue. And it's like how rough his day was. And it's always like, you brought this on yourself, Kylo. Or it's the ones where he's like trying to court people or impress people. Mm-hmm. And then every so often it's the one where it's like, here's probably how he'd react to an actual thing in the world and it probably wouldn't be ideal. <laughs> and sometimes I like those, but those are like the, uh, the, the everyone like, like relatable Kylo better. I think I, um, I, my favorite one I think is the one where I think it's, I'm going to misquote it. I know I am where it's like, Hey girl, do you like Byronic heroes? <laughs> yes. I love that. That's my favorite one. <laughs> I really like that one. <laughs> I think that the one I always remember from The Force Awakens, and I'm going to misquote it too, but it's like, today we're black, but it meant more or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I think oh, that's one of the were, first. Like, very, like, in tribute to like the, those lost in like, the Battle of Endor, like I always yes. wear it, but today it means more. That's so hilarious. Oh my gosh. So funny. And then the uh, the first one I saw after The Last Jedi, you know, some things have changed. <laughs> I actually knew like before I saw the movie that that was going to be what he would say. I didn't know what the changes would be, but I was confident that there would have been some changes. The changes were pretty epic. So It was it was so perfect. I think Charlotte and I were in the car after our first being The Last Jedi, and we like got back on Twitter and we were like, what has Yumo Kylo Ren said? <laughs> it was great. And for the first week, it was tough because I was like, oh my God, is am I accidentally spoiling this? And so I tried hard to be... As if you'd seen it, you'd get it. And if you hadn't seen it, you would be like, it's weird that he seems to be working out now, but I don't know any specific plot points. <laughs> I love it. I think it, it worked. Yeah, it, it worked works. perfectly. And to be honest, like everyone who follows your account, like his prob- probably saw it within the first weekend, right? Like they had to. Oh, yeah. no. If you're a Kylo Ren stan, like you're going to be there opening weekend. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Present and accounted for. <laughs> yeah. Is there a tweet that you're, like, particularly surprised did well um, or, like, was super popular versus another one? Like, there was somewhere in retrospect, I'm like, oh, that one made uh, – I-, I see why that took off. I, I did, like, his-, his galaxy one where he's like, do you like galaxies? It turns out I kind of have one if you want to rule it with me or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you did. <laughs> like – I liked how fake casual that was. And I, I feel like people responded that, oh, there was another one where I'm like, half of the people seem to be 100% getting it. And the other half were just like, me too. And I'm like, no, it's a very specific, like I'm quoting a Han Solo line. Um, uh, well, yeah, he's like, I barely miss my dad. We had nothing in common. I've met a wonderful girl. Either I'm going to kill her or I'm beginning to like her. And <laughs> everyone's like, same. And I'm like, no, that's a Han Solo quote. <laughs> Fake fans, fake fans. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> that's really funny. Um, well, uh, thank you so much, Alexandra, for being on the show with us. This has been 
so much fun. Like this is this has been like the highlight of my month and the last Jedi so far. Um, but we always ask all guests on our show. It's kind of our signature question, and we call it our Star Wars dinner game. And the Star Wars dinner game is not really a proper game, but basically, you we ask you if you were having a Star Wars dinner party, and you can invite five people from the Star Wars world, and they can be real, so directors, writers, actors, um, or alive or not, or characters, and you can have a whole mixture of people. Who would you want to invite to your Star Wars dinner party? And you want to make sure you're having really great conversation. Ooh, because I was thinking just characters instead of. Also, creatives. You can do mix if, I can invite... if you wanted to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Because otherwise, I feel like I would just, like, invite the original cast and be like, everyone, you're great. Except I feel like Harrison Ford would be grumpy about it. But it would still, like, <laughs> it, people would be excited that he was there. So you would want to do that. Um, but, yeah, just Carrie Fisher six times. Um, yeah. No, but uh, I guess, like, fictional characters, let me think about this. Um, Chewbacca, obviously. Um, I guess Yoda. And then let's put Qui-Gon there. I, this is, this, it's a weird mix. We'll see how everyone gets along. <laughs> this is. Um, I'm into this. And, like, Darth Maul's upper half... but snoke's lower half oh my god and also uh chief tarples oh my god tarples not jar 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 jar's boss captain tarples um and uh, i guess i have one more left Uh, um wait so you're combining let me just make sure i'm tracking you're combining darth maul's upper half with snoke's lower half for one chair Yes. The Star Wars. Okay. All right. Just checking. There. We got <laughs> we got Yoda. We got Chewbacca. We've got Captain Tarbles. I guess. Oh, we'll get Darth Vader in there. He like his last dinner party was not a success, and I want him to have the opportunity to redeem himself. <laughs> redeem himself. Okay. <laughs> and on Kylo. Yeah. Great. We got ourselves a really terrible party. <laughs> I appreciate how Kylo was your your last edition. <laughs> Oh, yeah, let's invite Kylo, too, creator well, remember, of Emo Kylo Ren. <laughs> if I were his parents, I would be like, we're going to be having a nice dinner party and, like, we'll bring you some steak upstairs, but, like, you don't have to interact with the adults. <laughs> <laughs> That's so Kylo. Yes. So funny, but also relatable. Yes. Yeah, no, I relate to that so hard. My parents go dinner parties all the time, and I was trapped upstairs, and they bring me, like, Pop-Tarts and leftovers. <laughs> yeah. No, because but then again, the alternative is actually having to sit there and like talk about, you know, highway, highways. Well, Instructions that never end. Highways, but yeah. Well, um, thank you so much for coming on the show again. Caitlin said it all. It really has been the highlight of my month and everything. It was amazing to talk to you, and you're hilarious. You're counsel hilarious, and can you tell all f- our followers where they can find you on social media and um, your column and everything? Oh, sure. Well, human me is on Twitter, uh, Petri Dishes, which is misleadingly given the pronunciation. Uh, <laughs> Kylo me is on Twitter at Kylo Ren, and the E is a three. And in general, I write a column for the Washington Post, and you can find it on WashingtonPost.com slash blogs slash compost or in a newspaper near you. Um, 
because it's syndicated. If you want it, and if you do, tell your newspaper, and that'll be good. I'm not very good at pitching people to get me syndicated, but it is, and people can if they want to um, for a low fee. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> this is unraveling, but yay! Oh. <laughs> it was so great. Thank you so much. Thank you. I've been waiting for this day for a long time. Okay, so thank you guys so much for joining us here on Sky Talkers today. Um, We're so happy to have Alexandra on. And of course, you can follow us on Twitter at Sky Talkers Pod, on Instagram at Sky Talkers Podcast. And you can find all, all of our links and everywhere to listen to us on our website, skytalkers.com. Um, we also have an awesome Patreon community. And we just added a $3 tier. So with that $3 tier, you get access to all of our monthly exclusive episodes. Right, Caitlin? Yes. And this month, I did we say this? I can't remember. I think we did. This month, we're talking about all of the Star Wars trailers uh, from episode one all the way through episode eight. So it's going to be a really good discussion. I'm excited. So you can hop on over to Patreon if you want to check that out. Yes. And in this moment, I want to thank all of our amazing patrons, Joanna, Lynn, Neil, Kelly, Matt, Jim, Suara, BJ, Ryan, Emma, Amy, Cherie, David, Kyle, Aaron, Derek, Connie, Delaney, Robbie, Kirsty, Brandon, and Chuck. Thank you guys so much for supporting us. It means the world. It really does. I know. We we got to like think of like, we got to say it in but a it new really language does. or it really, something. Really I don't does. know. I know it feels so repetitive, but I'm also every time, I mean, personal, but every time we get a Patreon and we get the the notification, it just like it rocks my world that all of you um, care enough to want to support us financially. Like it really does just blow my mind. So like, thank you so much. And, and to everyone who doesn't, I mean, thank you guys for listening. That in and of itself is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> We're not shouting into the void, um, into the darkness of the internet that all of you are, are there listening back is just Man, feeling a sappy moment. So uh, thank you <laughs> guys so much. Um, if you do want to leave us a review on iTunes, you can. Um, we love hearing your comments there. And like Charlotte said, you can also reach out to us on Twitter or through email, our website. You guys know what to do. Um, thank you guys so much for being a part of our little Sky Talkers community. It means the world to us again. Um, but may the force be with you all. May the force be with you.